Hey guys, this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horowitz. Stevie, sometimes you know, I feel like we don't like get crazy anymore in our intros. You know what? You're right. It's almost like we need to be dancing. <laughs> yeah. Does it, but you know what? Also, I don't. Did we just grow up? It doesn't feel right. To I don't. Be silly right now. I don't like being goofy in the intros. I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like a goof today. Do you I, feel unsafe? Did I create an unsafe space for us? You created an unsafe work environment. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, you okay, didn't. Well, don't don't report me to our boss. I won't. The campfire media head honchos. Yeah, I won't. But I will say hmm. that we are about to play you. A very, very, very interesting conversation yes. with a very interesting guest, and I think you're going to like it. He's, uh, I guess he's my new gym buddy, which you'll learn about. He's an actor, comedian, podcaster, Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. Ify Wadiway. Here we go. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here. No, thanks for having me. Oh, man. I wanted you to be on this podcast for so long. We made it happen. We made it happen. Um, I mainly wanted you on because you are like famous for eating in a particular (laughs) way. Can you tell us about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm on the keto diet, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I I think... Short for ketogenic. Yeah, ketogenic, uh, because you want your body to go into ketosis, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, the layman's term of like ketogenics is that you're... you hack your body and instead of running off carbs like our body normally does you get it to run off fat thus causing you to burn fat which Mm. you know uh gain popularity i mean it was a diet used to uh help uh people with seizures um but also yeah so there is like medical that's why it's funny because any type i've been doing fitness stuff for like 10 years and any type anytime anything fitness or diet related gets popular there's just a need to like disprove it or find the science wrong with it and all this stuff. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, no, there's going to be tons of science supporting it against it. And I think what kind of, um, made me end up like going for a keto is because before I was doing intermittent fasting, which is essentially just kind of like a shortened version of it. But then I saw like a scientific American article like supporting keto. And I was like, well, I mean, if the scientific American, I can do this and feel good, which was funny because now there was like another scientific American article that is against it. And but, which <laughs> Isn't is that like yeah. always what the case is. It's like they'll be like marijuana use is great for cancer patients. Yeah. And then the next article comes Actually, out. It'll like, kill you it faster. Kills you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like I feel like there's just an article. You can find an article supporting any hypothesis. Oh, yes, exactly. And it's. It's real good to like break it down and see, you know, what works. And and that's kind of the fun thing of when you do a diet and people want to like quote articles at you because you can be like, well, I'm doing it and, and it it's actively working. actively is working for so, you. Yeah. I know that, you know, you need to disprove this so you can have an Lots of times I find that it's people like because everyone like most people want to have like a thin fit body. Uh, but you know, I feel like lots of times you can be like, well, you know, I don't have time to go to the gym and these diets are either too expensive or too hard to do. So when you see someone, you know, 
kind of fit and happy and they're like, oh, this isn't that hard. I feel like there's a general need to be like, I need to point out why it's hard so I can feel <laughs> yeah. good about not doing it. Yeah. It's so weird that people, instead of just being like, that's awesome. You found something that works for you, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you eat differently than I eat. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And it, I don't have to tell you that your diet's wrong. Yeah. And I also don't have to tell you that it doesn't work for you because it clearly does. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's getting the effects that you want. Oh, yeah. I don't have to convince you of anything except for good job. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's, you know, fitness. Like I said, I've been doing this for so long and it's been fun because this I've been doing it since because I before I was doing acting comedy, I worked for the L.A. County Register Recorder, which was like a government desk job, Whoa. which is a perfect like sample study of anytime you want to see how humans react to things because it, it I feel oh, like you right. just get a nice sample size of how and even then when I started like working out it, even before keto anything every, it felt like for some reason fitness it when you present it to someone people feel like they have to be on the defense like i don't i don't know like i know i saw you in my gym dave like (laughs) i don't know if you've told anybody that you've started working out and gotten the like oh i would work out but xyz or like it and it's so funny because it is i i think it's i don't know i think because everyone has the general idea of like i can be fit if i would do it that when someone brings up going down their fitness journey, mm-hmm. it just feels like they have to justify why they are. It like reminds them of what they're not doing by someone talking yeah. about what they do. They're like, I'm lacking. And you're like, yeah. what if someone else's story wasn't about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think I have the benefit of when I would, uh, I tried to, st- I mean, you've said you've been at it for 10 years, 10 years ago, I tried to get at it. And what my version of it was, was I joined, the 24-hour fit or the 24-hour fitness, which was maybe a mile and a half or a mile away from me, like on foot, mm-hmm. uh, and I lived like by Koreatown. I did oh, the one. Yeah. On, was I know which one, one you're talking on about. Wilshire, which is yeah. Oof, Magoof is that Ooh, not yeah. a very well-maintained gym? But I also didn't have any sort of like I, I didn't have a regimen. I didn't have anybody helping me. I was like. One person was like, do you want your free training session? And they basically were like, you can't do that many squats. Okay, see you later. Um, <laughs> wow. They didn't push the, like any kind of package on me. And then I just ended up going less and less. And I yeah. go and just like, okay, I guess I'll go on the treadmill. And then I just kind of stopped yeah. and then had a very bad uh, back injury. I like oh, no. had a bulging disc in my lower back. Yeah. And sp- I've spent the last couple of years rehabbing it with like a Pilates trainer, mm-hmm. which has been amazing. And so now that I feel generally okay, I'm like, all right, well, let's get back into this because yeah. I need to like save my life now that I'm in my like I'm I'm into my 30s so if I preface it like it is funny because when 10 years ago I'd be like oh yeah I'm going to the gym if you're like oh really well I, I would if I yeah, could yeah and now I'm like oh my gosh oh, I rehabbed a very bad back yeah yeah so and they're like, oh, th- oh that's so good oh yeah, congratulations if, if your reasoning it's really weird if yeah. your reasoning has nothing to do with feeling good yeah and looking good yeah. and it has everything to do with well, I had an injury. People are like, that's awesome. Yeah. But honestly, when I tell people, I mean, I've gotten this for years because I started working out very young. Like mm-hmm. I had always done gymnastics. So right after gymnastics, I start. I had a personal trainer from like the time I was 14 who oh, I, wow. I would work out in like group settings. Right. Oh, yeah. So working out has always been a part of my life. No exception. And I started doing yoga when I was 14 also. Oh, wow. So Whoa, then, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, so I've been doing it for Early a adopter. long... I've been doing it for 20 years. Oh, wow. That's um, amazing. But people's responses when I'm like, I go to yoga, they're just like, uh, I don't know. I find it kind of boring. Or, yeah. mm, does it actually work? I'm like, <laughs> if you're looking at your overall well-being, yeah, yoga works. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to lose 10 pounds in a week, I mean... Yeah, yoga's probably not going to do it. Oh, man. Well, I just, I mean, that's like, it's e- it's very easy to go to have a me- quote unquote medical reason. For me, I do. But I, I mean, the unspoken part is like, yeah, I also want to look amazing. Yeah. I've always wanted to. What would my life be like? Yeah. What would my brain feel like if I looked in the mirror and went, hey, look at that guy. Yeah, love He's that cool. body. Yeah. Why, yeah. And why not? Oh, right? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to operate in a world where you like the way you look? Yeah. Why can't that be an option? I don't know because we're we're not supposed to feel good. It is it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. I know it's been it, it's very interesting because like even the subculture of it all like back when I was a lot more on Tumblr there's always like because there is a language to meatheads. We have a very interesting language. I feel like you have your two types of meatheads. The the former being the very aggro like what's your excuse and the latter being like very supportive and i think as of recently the latter has gotten more popular Mm -hmm. uh because like the former more so came from sports like you know if you were a football it was like that kind of coachy attitude and i'll never forget when it was this meme because i saw it both both times like i saw it on you know fitness tumblr when it was this woman with all these kids and she was like I and she's fit and she's like what's your excuse and it was like cool and then i saw the outrage towards it yep. and it was like oh no 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 you you just kind of invaded a soul culture and made it about yourself mm-hmm. because it's not what's your excuse you slob it's hey you you're you're probably looking at this to before you go to the gym what's your excuse why aren't you in the gym yet yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's like a challenge it's not like um it's not like I, I saw a meme recently that was like uh, a young woman had just bought like a house with her boyfriend and she's like, mm-hmm. or someone or and yeah. then someone tweeted like, what have you done today or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. They were and, like eight, like 19 years old, <laughs> yeah. homeowners, something, something. Yeah. What have you done what with your you life so or something? Far? Yeah. It's something funny like that. But I think it's very, to me, I think that stuff's very funny. And I also think it's very funny that we take it so personally, yeah. like, I have never taken a meme personally. Oh, yeah. Not at all. What? So you fall into the supportive meathead category? Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it is more fun. Like, also, just I've always just been more of a positive person. And I like the kind of, like, family aspect of it all. Like, yeah. we were talking before we started that uh, I recently... So now I'm in Highland Park. I was in Koreatown before. So I was going to the downtown goals. I did dabble in that 24. Yep. Uh, which, 24 yeah, it's still we're ta- bad. We're it's, talking LA. Yeah. Um, we're talking LA gyms here yeah. for you, <laughs> you people who do not know where we're yeah. talking about. Well, Gold's Gym is a huge chain. But, yeah. And 24 uh, I hour think, too. Mm, well, but in different ones can be maintained different ways. There's oh, yeah. one, uh, the one in particular on Wilshire, uh, is a true nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's yeah. also like in a weird like one of those like business skyscrapers, Hard. and so it's just everything about it, and you have to pay to park, which I'm never a yeah. big fan of. Whereas like now the downtown Golds was good because it was right next to a Target. It was the one on Fig, oh, that perfect, whole shopping yeah. center, and it gave you three hours free. So you hit Target oh, after you lift. Now I go to the one in the Glendale Gallery, which technically is the same thing. Now you have a whole mall at your disposal and the parking's free. But dangerous for me. Like in this like <laughs> power rack area, which, you know, uh, for folks who might not know what a power rack is, there's typically three squat racks. 
Uh, the the basic one is one that kind of looks like an H. You it has like notches for the barbell to be on, mm-hmm. and then like two uh, kind of support racks on the side so that if you need to drop the rate. Okay. The power rack is like a it would be a cube, but since it's so tall, it's more of a rec- rectangle. And that one has an adjustable rack where it's usually one kind of two hooks that you put mm. to rack your weights. And then you would also adjust it. Okay. And then like the like the like Olympic power rack, which this one has, has the same rectangle. But also outside of it, there is a wood panel and cushions because you're it's for like Olympic lifting. Okay. So you're dropping weights. It's perfect for uh, squats and well, deadlifts. What letter would you say that one is? Uh, what letter? Yeah. We have an H and a Q. And then oh, oh, yeah. And that one's would be more like, that would be more of a Q than the other one because okay. the, the floor panel comes Okay, so out. we have an H and yeah. almost Q <laughs> yeah. and then a Q. And yeah. is the biggest one the one that you're getting into? Oh, well, yeah, because you want to be able to drop the weights. Mm-hmm. And, and the padding helps because it also pads the sounds. Yeah. And you have bumper plates because instead of hard weights, you have like rubber on them so that you can drop them. Okay. Uh, Wow. And you were talking about how there's a bit of a community vibe. Oh, going there's on in that definitely area. because there's three. Uh, so there's three like of these like Olympic power racks at the gym. And if you think about it, two people can work out because if you're just doing squats or uh, overhead press, you only need the rack portion. So you have that whole Olympic lifting portion. So what a lot of people are doing now is like anybody who needs to do like deadlifts or anything that lifts off of there, they'll share it. And mm. so, you know, when you're resting in between, you're conversating, you're looking at each other, cheering each other on. And it's just kind of this cool community of like power lifters that wow. has been real fun. Because when I started doing it at the Golds on Coal, uh, which is in Hollywood pop proper, yeah. yep. that had more of a bodybuilding vibe. And so I was yeah. like usually the only one lifting like heavy weights and making lots of racket. But this one, like, there's a group of us who are like, yeah, yeah let's make noise. <laughs> yeah, let's make noise. Yeah, I looked over. Um, I, so I've I've been I've been I just joined up there. Like, it's been almost a month, and you know I have these personal goals, and you know I can't obviously lift that much yet. But <laughs> I looked over from uh my nice little forty minutes of cardio and saw three. I saw. Uh, a woman come up and recognize two people that were already working out, and they like over my uh, like noise canceling headphones. Were like, "Oh my god, I yeah. can't!" Believe-. They like it's been so long, and they're taking pictures with each other yeah. and spotting each other, and then like other people are coming over, and it's and I do realize like you do kind of tend to see the same people cycle in and out, um, and and it and it does feel. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I'm older and my priorities are different. But when I started, when I felt more isolated at the gym, say 10 years ago, I just fully stopped going. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. can't, I don't know where to start and I refuse. Well, yeah. And, and that was it. You don't like you belong really. No. But now it seems like, okay, priorities are different. Everyone is just like doing their own thing. I will say that this particular gym has a, an amazing cross section of like some of the most built fit, yeah. beautiful people I've ever seen. And also, um, Armenian grandfathers working out in jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. And it's wild. It's like yeah. a guy that. like wheeling a rolly suitcase like with a towel around his neck who looks like he's 70. <laughs> and then like a woman who looks like she's literally stepped off of television. Yeah. Wow. Into the gym. What a dynamic oh, yeah. group yeah. of people. And kids, too. Oh, yeah. Oddly, like high yeah, school Yeah, that would have been me. That would have been me for sure. <laughs> like, I'm in here. Um, as far as like 
keto or not, I have to ask because I've been like the harder I work out, I find that I am ravenously hungry in a way that I'm just not used to. Like, what is a post workout if you're like lifting a ton and stuff like what are you putting into your body? Oh, man, I typically like to have like a high fat, high protein when you go that that way. And what's cool about fats are they're very filling, mm-hmm. which is great for lifting heavy. I mean, you're definitely not feeding your muscles the same way as if you were like bulking and having like high carbs. And and that's just the trade off you get because you're either trying to get large numbers or you're going for aesthetics. And so you get you you. You can kind of try and go for both, but most most of the time you're choosing one. Okay. So, like, I know that I'm not going to be able to lift as much because I'm trying to cut and get a better body. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I typically, uh, my first, like, I'll put MCT oil, which is, like, oil derived from coconuts, mm-hmm. into my protein shake so I can have, like, a high-fat protein shake. That's for after. Yeah, for after. And do you have any, like, do you, are, do you have a nutritionist? Uh, no, I kind of, it's all self, uh, self like researched okay. and mapped out. If someone wanted to start doing the keto diet, is there a mm-hmm. book you would recommend um, or a website? Uh, I, there's the, there's the general guides online that help a lot. And I think the, the, there's like two main things that kind of make it easy, which is one, cause there is like full on keto, but most everyone's doing kind of like lazy keto and lazy mm. keto. The difference between lazy keto and full on keto is macros. Uh, and if you're unaware what macros are, macros are macronutrients, uh, which are broken up into fats, carbs, and proteins. So full on keto would have like a, the high fat percentage, uh, a smaller protein percentage and a very minuscule carb percentage. And you would use like my fitness pal and tracking all your uh, calories and all that to see, to track your macros. Lazy keto is just knowing that you're not going to go above 20 net carbs. Okay. So you can, you, you, you're not tracking calories. You're just making sure that your body doesn't go above 20 mm. net carbs because that is the safe kind of number that you know you won't kick your body out of ketosis. Okay, cool. Uh, and that's pretty much what I do. So, uh, and the, I think once you know there's that number, the magic number of 20 net, and yeah. net carbs is the carbohydrates subtracted by the dietary fiber or sugar alcohols or erythritol. Okay. Um, and, uh, and sugar alcohols, I think, you know, the safe bet that everyone's kind of going, even though some people do Is complete, none. but I go with half. Okay. Okay. Like I, you half sugar alcohol will, will subtract, not okay. the full amount, but I typically try and do natural sweeteners like erythritol, stevia and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I love stevia uh, for sweetening. Yeah. Does it, it spike your blood pressure or uh, blood it, sugar? No. It has a low GI which yeah. is the glycemic uh in- index. And that's what's so funny is because like people like have so many I like when I tell people like oh yeah, you know, I do this and I typically I'll go do stevia and they're like, "Oh, you put in all those uh natural chemicals." I'm like, "No, stevia is natural." Stevia is literally <laughs> a leaf. Yeah. That is that they turn into. Yeah like a sweetener it's yeah. powder, it's the right? powder but also liquid yeah. I, ha- I use the liquid oh yeah but the it's it's incredibly natural like yeah. your acupuncturist will recommend mm-hmm. it um yeah but anything you do to like better yourself that makes sense for you why? some contrarian will jump down yeah. your throat because they and it is just all internal oh yeah i looked i looked at people who who took all this stuff inc- incredibly seriously w- with a side eye before because i just c- because I was unhappy with what I was doing yeah. and couldn't fathom changing my diet. And that's yeah. truly, I think, what anybody 
like where anybody's coming from if yeah. they have a criticism because how you eat affects other people literally in no way. Oh yeah. I remember I would get upset that I live I had a roommate who would uh eat garbage and be like why why is he doing that? Then we stopped being roommates. Turns out I didn't actually care what he ate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just what he was doing in front I, of me. I, yeah. yeah. And I, I was judging him. I will say this and maybe this will be a nice like um, transition into talking about relationships. But I dated a guy who counted macros for a bit, mm-hmm. a slow, very short amount of time. Okay, <laughs> and I, I no results, <laughs> <laughs> very few results. Um, but I, um, I don't eat like that. Yeah. I eat meat. I eat carbs. I eat all the things. Yeah. Right. And I found it very limiting, like to be able to eat with him because it was so he'd be like, oh, I can eat for the rest of the day is one egg white. And I just yeah. be like, fucking kill me. Yeah. Um. Do you find it hard? Like, are you in a relationship? Do you find it hard when dating or in a relationship? Well, um, I'm not in a relationship right now. But mm-hmm. like when uh, but when I do keto, like that's the fun thing, because I that's why I try my hardest to stay out of macros. And I always say, you know, no one needs to be doing macros unless you're looking to compete in a bodybuilding yeah. competition. Yeah. It is really limiting. And I think that's one of the things that make it, I was hitting the table. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's one of the things that makes it extremely hard for your, you know, regular everyday yeah. person to diet. And it's something I never encourage. Uh, Cause the one I personally like to be a bridge between you know, uh, the, the like you know, quote unquote regular person and like the fit freak yeah. because I, I recognize, I like to be very self-aware of the things that I'm doing that I think are feasible and the things that I'm doing that I think aren't feasible. I think keto is feasible and it's really just the control. Uh, there's, I think now, especially keto is at the like, kind of like hot, top hype level it is yeah. you can get keto crust at blaze pizza they yep. have the enlightened keto snacks yeah. uh rebel creamery which i which was one of my favorite uh ice, keto creams, ice cream brands yeah. are at whole foods so it's actually very easy to do now but it's like not a hard one either because i think when people just think of like diets they just think of restriction and it's yeah. really not Keto doesn't restrict anything except for carbs. It's really just switching what you do. So, like, you, I can go to In-N-Out like everyone else. I just get it lettuce wrapped. I can, you yeah. know, and every, most every burger spot can lettuce wrap. You know, yeah. you know, the more bready stuff does get a little hard, but, like, rice cauliflowers, uh, Little Doms, they have, like, rice cauliflower risotto, yep. you know? So, like... It, it's just like minor things and pulling things mm. out. So it's little tweaks. It's not yeah. like it's not like it's supposed to change your whole life. It's just little tweaks. Exactly. And you could go to the exact same restaurant anyone else does. Exactly. Unless you're counting macros, in mm-hmm. which case you are then limited. Yeah, then you are limited. And macros is macros is simply hard. And why I don't suggest it is because like it is hard to eat out because macros, you need to know every little bit of what is yeah, going in your body. So you can't. Yeah, you, and so if you, you go to a restaurant, you kind of have to deconstruct it. You have to be like, oh, can I get a chicken breast with a, you know, these uh, veggies. And it that killed is me. Born, if yeah, it's, 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 and it's not fun. No, because it's like, you're like, you want to go out and just have a nice time. Mm-hmm. It's like when someone's like calculating yeah. stuff, you're just like. And they're on their phone at the table uh, and you're, yeah, it's not, it's not a good time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it does, it's hard, but I think. Ultimately, it can be worth it. And also, oh, yeah. Also, I think maybe what I would consider a, a very great benefit of uh, keto being popular now is just 
the de-emphasis on carbs in general. And yeah. it's not like they're evil. You can't ever have them. The body doesn't need them at all. But for me, it's like I, at my current job, there's like a commissary and I will get a little chicken and I'll get the vegetables they have. And I, I say this every time I start eating a little bit healthier, but I'm almost angry at the fact that it's good and fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, well, what have I been doing my entire life just going, okay, it's lunch. I will have a, a gigantic sandwich. Well, I think that's what um, that's what Americans do. Americans are just like, let's yeah. just put bread on everything. And I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like the emphasis on um, comp, uh, wh- complex carbs. No, it's not complex. Wait, what are the, what are breads considered? Um, are these complex? I no, so. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, I think there's like the whole carbs, which are like potato, like which is like a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are called. Wow, this is weird. It's like slipping my mind. I guess they're complex carbs. Yeah. But anyway, the um, the emphasis on like pro- processed carbohydrates oh, yeah. is very American. Oh, yeah. And I think anytime you cut back on overly processed items, bread, crackers, those kind of things you buy in a box and you go towards the outside of the grocery store, you know, meat, fruit, vegetables, you're in a better place. Like, like outside. Yeah, you yeah. stay Wait, out of the I middle. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah you got to stay out of the middle where all the processed foods are and you mm-hmm. you do the perimeter. That's it. Yeah. And it's and you you definitely one thing I do like about keto is like if you want to get all that stuff you love, you just do a little more exploring and like, you know, you still tend to have fun. Like I, like if I want fried chicken instead of using like breading, then I'll take pork rinds, ground it, bread it in that. And it tastes just the same. Yeah. I've seen this on like your Instagram yeah. stories. So does that mean like you're just kind of, you're, you cook then for yourself oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it allows me and it kind of forces me to cook a lot more because yeah, if you like a lot of the stuff that are that that's quick that you can throw in stuff are very carb heavy and i think another thing that has surprised me more than anything is just how much sugar is in everything Mm -hmm. uh because like that's been the carb that's hard to avoid like breading you you you're you're like okay but you i'd be surprised when i just want like maybe a processed like you know protein and then there's sugar in it and yeah. like there's no need yeah. to do it yeah like any sauce you get too, like oh, yeah. so much sugar it's oh, yeah. so Barbecue sauce, salad dressing. it's wild you can get stuff now that's like doesn't have sugar in it or sweet yeah or a barbecue sauce oh, without nice. yeah and it's using natural sweeteners wait what is it called g hughes g hughes i know and then it was so so surprising because i was getting this one brand i forget the name to get ketchup but then heinz started doing sugar-free ketchup oh and awesome it tastes literally the same wow uh and that's because yeah, tomatoes are sweet already yeah, it's, it's so wild but it's so funny because like i was i you know i love me a nog and i was like is there <laughs> are there any and it's like no there's there are no sugar-free eggnogs which i get you know you definitely want some sweetness but you know i i like I can add my own sweetness, you know? Yeah, stevia, make it stevia, stevia sweetened eggnog sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Wow, I love that. Yeah. I want to talk to you about relationships. Yeah, yeah, okay, so you're single. Yeah, I'm single. Tell us what's up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, the full, full, full rind of the thing is I'm single. I'm divorced. I was married. Uh, you know, we decided to split up. It's amicable. Uh, you know, just different 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 lifestyles i think is the simplest way to to put it but you know it's it's very interesting too because like i find that you know you 
the the cool thing about like splitting up with someone is just kind of like usually if you're if you and your partner decide to split it's because you've reached a point where you're both standing your ground on an aspect of a relationship and i think there's like an importance to that because that's you learning what you want and what you need and i think you know what's been interesting and just kind of watching my friends and their relationships is to see like that moment happen in a breakup and then you go back to dating and then you kind of wane on that like you Mm. it seems like you're trying to date you're trying to hold these standards and then you're like ah, i need companionship and so you start to chip away at that standard Mm. and and you that's really and and it kind of becomes cyclical because you're you've you've lowered that standard that you have already discovered is a like you know non-starter yeah it it was so important to you that you know it ended a relationship yet to get in another one you start to wane on it because i don't know maybe they're attractive or they're cool or you think the good outweighs the bad yeah but they have enough qualities of some sort or or you're drawn to them Mm -hmm. magnetically that's interesting we've been talking a lot honestly this season about not doing that or or doing our best not to do that because you get to a certain age or you get to a certain number of relationships under your belt and think I can no longer accept a relationship that looks like this. This is untenable, but it is interesting because in the past, I think both of us have said, okay, not doing anything like that again. And then, set off and that's your objective and that's your plan and then you meet someone who checks like four out of eight boxes yeah and the other four are a little tricky and you go Maybe this, this time, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. This, maybe with we, this person, well, we it'd be different. Really fundamentally disagree on three things, but yeah. they're my exact physical types. So yeah, me, but that's tough. I mean, and it's it's. I think that is such an interesting thing that last part, that physical type, because I think you know, I think we're the generation where it's starting to shift, and I think the Zoomers are going to take it and run with it. But I feel like we are in a stage where we're shaking off a lot of like. Uh, traditions about relationships that need to be shaken off. You know, we've had, you know, so many like quotes about how much work relationships are, which relationships are work, but then there's so much, uh, I think there's this idea of like, well, if there's, if, if it's not great for me, if I'm not happy, I should stick it out. And I don't think that's that's ever the case. You know, I think it's work in the sense of like, working on each other and seeing, you know, how to make coexist and make your lives work in a way that, you know, will end up with you both being happy. But I think there's this idea that comes from the era of when, you know, the Catholic church told us that divorce was bad. So we have to stick it out no yep. matter what. Yep. And, um, and I think, you know, that's why you get a lot of cynics who are like, Oh, the divorce rate so high. And it's like, well, you had a period where divorce was like, the just worst, worst thing, worst you thing could ever do. Mm-hmm. and now you have that kind of veil opened then yes and i think the next step is going to be just like i think you know i think we as a whole generation is filled with serial monogamous and we think that because you know the physicality stuff is good we should force a relationship when it's not there yeah. when you can you know you just enjoy the physicality and then you know when when you because you naturally will move past that let it move past no need to force it and try and like ride this out yeah i I, I agree i I, I think it's i think you are probably dead on as far as the idea of shifting priorities being 
I think, yeah, I think Gen Z, I mean, already you're seeing yeah. Gen Z. I mean, it, like, like we are now, regardless of when we actually release this episode, mm-hmm. we are in the uh, uh, prime of the OK Boomer yeah. meme exploding, yes, 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 yeah. yes. which is, you know, my uh, God bless her, my, my 70 plus year old aunt called me uh, upset about it. She said, <laughs> what is OK Boomer? I'm seeing this. And, you know, my I didn't I didn't personally, uh, you know, start the housing crisis. Yeah. I'm not. And we're like and I and I was saying mm-hmm. it's, it's totally OK. <laughs> we know it's not your fault. Yeah. You personally. But I do think that a lo- that there are some outdated mores and and the yes. serial monogamy maybe will go the way of the buffalo. I think it will. Yeah, I've been hearing from like teachers and stuff. I think I mentioned this earlier on a podcast episode that we've done that less and less um, teens are even in relationships. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. If you know what I mean, like what a relationship looks like for that generation. I mean, even just like uh, just how big I feel polyamory has gotten. And I know we're on a coastal city, but I feel like I wasn't seeing it in L.A. as much as I've seen it now. And I think it's just the idea of like. Yeah, you know, like monogamy isn't for everyone, but we were fed this idea that it's the only way to go. And so you have people getting in monogamous relationship and then even then people knowing that they're polyamorous settling for monogamy because they they their partner wants. Yeah. And it's like that's a that's one of those things you kind of have to either like you have to stand your ground on because it always will come back. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's funny to be talking about polyamory and keto and it's this just kind of came to me it feels it to me it sort of feels like both as concepts and lifestyles are sort of like in beta and obviously yes. there's nothing new about either of them they oh, are yeah. like as no. old as you know i'm sure bodybuilders were eating like that without having mm-hmm. a label for it you know decades yes. ago and polyamory again like yeah you know that was yeah that's way that's back when been, that's been around since fucking, i'm like been caveman, technically yeah. a generation away from polyamory because my grandma was my grandfather's second wife so uh in nigeria yeah oh, wow. so 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 like it is funny when like when i talk about it and it seems like such a new concept when like it's technically quote-unquote in my blood you yeah. Know? yeah yeah I, it's i i think just you talking about the zoomers like it does feel like uh millennials are bringing it to the forefront as far as mm-hmm. it being a conversation and we've talked about it before yeah. i was in a an open relationship for uh, was it a two year that was one of the years was uh, open a couple of years ago and it didn't work for me for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. But again, that was good Lord. That was 2014. Yeah. And it is now 2019 and it just feels like leaps and bounds. Oh yeah. People have even yeah. figured it out for themselves exponentially from when I, uh, you know, fell on my face trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to balance out because here's my theory. Here's why I think polyamory Mm. is so enticing and so like uh, feels so revolutionary now is because polyamory forces you to set healthy boundaries and have discussions about your relationship. It forces you like by design, you have to because that's the only way someone won't get hurt. Yeah. Monogamy is such a old, dated, you know, way of relationships that we rely on the kind of 
foundation of it that we aren't setting the same boundaries, even though you should. Boundaries aren't limited to polyamory. They're the same amount of boundaries in monogamy, Mm. but because we have an expectation of how it works, you don't set these boundaries. Like I think the best, uh, Mm. the best example of this is I was in a work slack once and the conversation of emotional cheating came up Uh. and what, what defines it? What is it? And everyone had a different like idea of what counts as emotional cheating and i don't think anyone was wrong everyone just has different boundaries and but because we go into these monogamous relationships where the idea is as long as you only sleep with me it's fine even though deep down you have people who are like no i don't like you know if you have a female friend without telling me or i don't like when if you go on like lunch date with someone (gasps) but because we're like well i'm not you know, you, we have these like data rules. Of, well, I, as long as I'm not sleeping with them, I'm not overstepping my boundaries. Oh my God, but, Iffy, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, yes, no, that's hardcore. Like, that's exactly right. Because monogamy is just like how we were raised. Mm-hmm. We don't ask questions about it. We don't discuss it. If I told you I'm in a monogamous relationship, we'd both go, yeah, we know what that means, right? Yeah. We might have entirely definitions. Oh, yeah. I might have an entirely definition than my parent, like than my partner. Oh yeah, <gasps> heaven forbid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. I mean, if 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 anything, you do, and and again, this is ultimately where mine failed. I mean, uh, ultimately, it, I just don't think I was wired for it. But yeah. there was also a fundamental lack of communication mm-hmm. when truly you need to. I mean, the baseline in any relationship, and not yeah. otherwise, is communication is paramount you need to be talking if you're not talking to your partner what is the point of being in a relationship yeah and when you're open or poly or or you know ethically non-monogamy whatever mm-hmm. you call it you got to be checking in you got to have an initial conversation that says this is what this looks like it feels like to me mm-hmm. how about you it, maybe it sounds dorky let's we could even type up a, a, a list yeah. of rules if we want and then tape them to our wall because that's how we know that we won't hurt each other and also that's yeah. not a guarantee feelings and emotions and rules are fluid and can change and you have to keep talking yeah and that's the f- that and that's what's so crazy about it is that's the standard in uh, polyamory ethical nominology mm-hmm. when it should be the standard on relationships across the board yeah you you should be checking in you should be you know you know because how many times do have we had friends who's had fights with their significant other because of just an interaction that they might have had with someone that, you know, the partner felt threatened by. And if you are having these conversations like, oh, that's just so-and-so, I don't really care. And you're like, well, you know, he just makes me feel kind of weird. Now you get to move forward with both of those relationships that you have with that knowledge instead of being like, well, I can't say nothing unless she cheats on me. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. which, which honestly, by then it's too late. It's far gone. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, uh, polyamory by nature is co-creating mm-hmm. your relationship, right? Yes. You're co-creating this thing. You get co-creator credit. I yeah, guess. you yeah, get yeah. co-creator credit <laughs> in right, a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in a monogamous relationship, it's almost like there's just some sort of assumption. So there's mm-hmm. really no co-creating. It's sort of like passively um, anticipating what you think a relationship is and no wonder people find it to be so much work because you're constantly navigating assumptions oh yeah Mm -hmm. and like going back to what you were saying how you're like yeah you know relationships are work people are always saying that i find that like my relationships with people who i was not compatible with felt like a lot of work Mm -hmm. okay 
my relationship today feels like effort and willingness and no work. Yeah. Like I do not feel like there's, I couldn't, I would never describe it as like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I also, <laughs> you know, I also will say, I think a lot of people maybe conflate effort and work. And I don't know if mm-hmm. that's just because people think love is supposed to be this boundless, easy, effortless thing. Yeah. But when you put work into a relationship, you get results. And I think when you call it work, it takes on this very not fun uh, uh, kind of air to it. What would you call it? If you didn't call it work and you could choose to call it something, both of you, what would you call it? I mean, I do think effort, yeah, effort, I think effort, effort is, is huge. the way. Yeah, makes, and I and maybe it's not a it's the effort certainly not a sexy word. It doesn't mm-hmm. roll off the tongue great, but put knowing you're putting in effort or yeah. trying or care care. Oh it yeah, takes a lot of care. Yeah, it's fragile. I think people who take it for granted are just like, well, I met someone, uh, we worked together, we had a yeah. couple good jokes. We both like. I don't the same know why it's not working. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, we have sex three times a week. It's fine. And uh, why won't she stop talking to her? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. About, why is she complaining about? You know, it's 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 such a weird uh, thing to like. Where you, I think a lot of people do think you get in, you get along well enough. You know, you both like, you both have the same favorite uh, pizza <laughs> delivery yeah. place, and then they're shocked that it doesn't work. Yeah, because there's no foundational. Uh, there's no there's no foundation. There's no mm-hmm. bedrock of like these are the things that we're constantly working on to get. Well, there's that word work. I guess it does not. It doesn't sound fun, uh, yeah. but it can be talking yeah. about your feelings and making sure you feel it can okay. Be great. It can yes. be a really good form of intimacy. Would you say that like as much as like keto takes effort, would you, like does your relationship take the same form? You know what I mean? Would you call that oh, yeah. work? Would you call that effort? Oh, like, yeah, I, th- I think it takes the same amount of effort where it's like, you know, keto, you're definitely planning for things. You have to have like, it, it, it requires you in the, it, almost like in, beautifully in the same way, it requires you to, because I think the biggest thing we're pointing out now is that we assume that with monogamy, you don't have to think about your relationship. And I think that's how we treat food. You don't think about what you eat. If you're not trying to, accomplish any goals we're not thinking about what we're eating we're usually eating what's available what's convenient and you know what's i think yeah that's it. what you want in the moment yeah what you want in the moment whereas like now if you're in keto that changes you're like you're 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 not only going for what's available you're like what's available that fits my needs right now and you have to plan that out sometimes yeah i think that's the same thing in a relationship like what you need to search for a relationship that fits your needs and uh and i think uh i was saying this for a while because you know uh uh, I, I had a lot of thoughts, uh, obviously, after uh, leaving marriage about relationships. And I think, you know, a lot of times we partner with people who fit our needs at the time without s- seeing if there's someone who can cultivate and fit our needs as they come. You know, there are, there are people, especially like, they're like, oh, man, this is everything I want in a person right now. But is this someone that you can grow with? Is this someone? What are your What are your day to day needs? We often think about like our large picture needs in a relationship. But what's your day to day? Do you need someone who like texts you good night every day? Do you need someone who's checking in with you? Because there are people who can check all your boxes on your general relationship, but there might be the person who's like, I no, I don't feel the need to check in with you every day. I like to be by myself. And that's going to eat at the relationship no matter how perfect they are in the grand scheme because that's what you need your day-to-day. And if you're missing that daily, then you are 
in a constant state of disappointment. And eventually that's going to, that's going to wear on you. Whoa, that is so beautifully put. That's a, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like someone can check all your boxes technically when yeah. you make that list of what you want in a partner. But if in practice, in daily practice, if that person doesn't text you the way you like to yeah. be texted, which is a huge thing oh, yeah. in modern relationships. Like when you were saying like, do yeah. you need to be texted in the morning? I was yeah. like, yeah. And you were like, do you need to be texted tonight? I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really important for me. And yeah. I know that about myself. And um, I can't, I can't, compromise that and I learned that through dating someone who checked all my boxes was so funny really was monogamous with me like liked to go on trips incorporated me in his life posted photos you know all the mm-hmm. things that make you feel special yeah um you know rub my back those things yeah and yet when it came to communication radio silence yeah especially if he was traveling and that mm-hmm. made me feel so bad yeah it's almost like this um, idea of consciously creating and consciously co-creating, like whether it's your relationship or consciously creating your diet and how you eat. Like if you're not mindful of both those things, they will just happen to you, not not for you. Yes. You know? Oh. It's, that's really <laughs> wild to think about. I, I mean, I was, it's really what you're, it's it's weird that we're talking about these two different things. I was thinking about while you were saying that is that keto and polyamory are uh, like dating and eating with intention. Yeah. Like a lot more intention than you normally would. Like you said, if you're just dating to date, you're like, who's around? Yeah. If you're eating to eat, you're like, well, what do I feel like? What's yeah. in my fridge? But one is introducing in a way more restriction and one is introducing in a way less restriction which is pretty interesting to think about like that's what you're doing uh with your with your with your life and your body are you um have you been in in an open relationship yet yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the what what happened uh with with the marriage and it just found that you know you we just both one one of us were was monogamous one of us were was monogamous one of us was poly and you know that's and we just kind of were okay with that and just decided to you know go our separate ways but it's but i feel like the the moment and that's where i came to that kind of idea of like just the boundaries across all relationships was the moment that we did open things up and then required to be communicative because which we were we were very open very communicative like I said it just wasn't her thing which you know is it is is just how it is sometimes yeah um but that openness made our relationship so much more solid and perfect and it was this idea of like why weren't we doing this even when we were monogamous mm. why, you know like yeah, why did why we wait, wait? till now yeah just that complete openness because when you're kind of that open you have no everything else just kind of feels just like nothing to discuss and just yeah. having these discussions all the time yeah oh i love that we have some twitter questions oh, for yeah. you um and we'd like to ask them to you. Oh, yeah. So we have one guy who wants to know. He, he knows that you love egg slut yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah. Ooh, and he doesn't. I know. So good. And he wants to know what you consider the best burger joint in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best burger joint in L.A. is that's always hard because I love so many different uh, burger spots. But I'm going to say 
uh, I'm going to give it to Monster Burger and mm. Crenshaw because they make these gigantic burger patties. It takes long. It's uh, what I used to call hood burgers because there are a lot of like burger spots in Compton and Crenshaw, which, which would make these like huge, thick patty mm. sized burgers. And mm. it was like it kind of like blew up online for a bit, then kind of died down. But they're still going at it. OK, do they do lettuce wrapped. Uh, I haven't asked yet, but <laughs> I'm sure they they have some version, back, some yeah. version yeah. of it. Um, okay, we have uh, another uh, kid9ty wants to know, is country crock butter? Uh, no, not at all. That is uh, vegetable Ke- oil. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. chemicals, but it, right? But yeah, it was It was funny because I I was also one of the kids who grew up thinking that was butter yeah. because that was the that's butter. That's what it yeah. tasted like yeah. to me. Yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. like country crock. And I was yeah. like, I used to go to people's houses because my parents always had like Land Lakes yeah, butter. Yeah. And so when I would go to people's houses and they had country crock, I always felt like I was like, oh my gosh yeah. yes like yeah. it felt like i was i don't know it was crazy i was like i've never had anything like this oh yeah <laughs> so good um okay adrian aka boy without a dog asks asks where he got his frames it's oh. hard to find good glasses a brother is out here struggling uh zinni optical actually oh, um, my glasses. yeah yeah i love them they're very affordable they're great and they deliver pretty fast wow well, get in there these i mean i'm I didn't need glasses for a long time. And, yeah. now that I, and when I started needing to, I was like, oh, they got two for ones. You yeah. get sunglasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just, I was experimenting. I have some, um, I have some ugly glasses because <laughs> oh, of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. I mean, they're so tr- cheap that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to just grab them all. Yeah. Um, I do not know how to say this, but okay. James McCloy oh, yeah. um, wants to know, would you rather be Dracula or Lord... Godalming? Godalming? Godalming. Godalming. Uh, yeah, that, those are the characters from the book Dracula. Okay. Uh, but it's a reference to uh, when I played Fury of Dracula on tabletop. And I think it's going to be Dracula. I feel like Dracula, okay. in IRL, is not going to get defeated. The, you know, he can teleport, turn into a bat, you know, all yeah. of that. What's up with Lord Godalming? Godalming, it was, it was I don't know. It's uh, his deal. I, I forget what his like power was, but I do remember everyone was very mad at our pronunciation at, of Godalming, and I'm sure that that's going to be a problem This will continue here. through yeah, here. Yeah, because yeah. I don't remember the right way, but people were real mad about well, it. Okay. Who was really alive in that? No one in that was alive in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody that no. knew Bram Stoker is going to call in. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then uh, we got uh, Newman Centipede asking, ask him where the COW podcast yeah, the comedian, is. Yeah, the Comedians of Wrestling podcast belt is safe at home. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh. they, where? Yeah, where uh, exactly? Uh, we it's need to it's paint on my mantle. You can actually, if you watch my Twitch streams, you can see it in the background. Okay. But yeah, Dan Black, you know, I beat him up during DCM to uh, win the title. Wow. And everyone's mad that I don't take it everywhere, but it's also like a almost $300 belt and I don't want to lose it. No, <laughs> I, would, I would be afraid to take yeah, it everywhere. Exactly. A quick question. Is it, are you... I have not seen that show. Is it a? Are you really wrestling? Oh yeah, I'll send you the video. It was a bit show. There was a complaint uh-uh. about it online. They said they it was too much violence. <laughs> they came expecting improv, and they got me, uh, me and Dan Black fighting through the audience. Why that is that is, so funny? To yeah, me? That's oh, it's so, so great. great. Was it, is, now, and this is this is you know in the weeds, L.A. comedy stuff. But was that at UCB Franklin or Sunset? It was at Sunset. Wow, yeah. big stage. Was, if you've ever been there before, just imagine yeah. <laughs> stomping through this very oh, yeah. oddly shaped and proportioned oh, theater man. yeah through this sta- 
well with and, a lot of space between oh, yeah. the stage and the seats like and there's oh, yeah. really no i can't imagine where would there there where there be to be a safe place for you to wrestle Make oh it was very much not safe it was a wooden wow. floor that we were slamming each other on wow yeah. well, i love congratulations. that the, i yeah. love that the complaints are too much violence yeah That's yeah oh so wait, they funny. were not happy wow good lord well, I hope uh, that satisfies our, our Twitter users. Thank you for <laughs> yes, asking Yes, thank you guys questions. for the questions. And um, if you, this has been actually a legitimately illuminating conversation. Yeah, I agree. This is so fun. I yeah. feel like it is, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record, but I do think that we are, the two main topics that we've touched on today have been uh, there. I mean, I don't like the word zeitgeisty, but yeah. it is like, it, it is things that people are talking about. And I think that some people don't know enough about them yeah. to be talking about them. Yeah. AKA, you can't eat that way because it's actually bad yeah. for you. And you know, uh, that is just an excuse for you to like fuck everyone you want, and then uh, and then you get away with it. Uh, isn't that just cheating? Yeah. You're like, look, I know you've probably been hurt before. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. And, and you're I know you probably have afraid. Yeah. You're probably afraid to start eating better, and that's fine. Yeah. I know you're afraid of spinach, and I know that chicken feels boring. Yeah. And I know that like but that's what seasonings for. Yeah. Ooh, oh my god. Like, like that so so much seasoning is marketed at bodybuilders because they eat just chicken yeah. breast. So like, so like you can like that's what I would do when I was like full on boring is I'd have like six or so chicken breasts and I'd season like every other one a different one. So it would be like garlic pepper, p- uh chipotle oh. spice, sweet and uh sweet and spicy, you know, like yep. so like every time it's different. That's so smart. smart. Yeah, yeah. You forget that like we have those options. Yeah, are, we have options to make chicken not just taste like yeah. baked chicken. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. we would like to uh, end with a question. We have five. We'd like you to pick a number one through five, and we'll ask you the question that corresponds to that number. All right, I'm gonna go with three. Ooh, what's your favorite snack? And Ooh. I would like to maybe split this up into two categories. What's your favorite keto snack? What's your favorite regular snack? Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say, I'd like to split this up in two categories. What's your favorite keto snack? What's your favorite human snack? (laughs) Oh, my God. Chicken and pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Lately, my mind is just really... And I'm more of an ass man, dude. I'm very into eating ass. Uh, okay, then yeah. this just became Zero the most carbs. 2019 oh, episode of all time. Per- yeah. This is the most keto, poly, perfect. and eating yeah. ass. Are what you could kidding? Oh, yeah, we, we'd, ha- we'd have to add one other thing. TikTok. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love those cheese bites, uh, those Parmesan wisps. Ooh, those yeah. are great. Uh, that's a great keto snack. I think all in all, all around snack. I mean, another keto snack is macadamia nuts. Top oh, tier, ooh, very fatty, very nut. yummy, super expensive. Yeah. Uh, also, another underground nut that I've been into. Uh, I'm sorry. Un- <laughs> under, yeah, I got an underground <laughs> nut. The underground nut market. Uh, peely nuts. What are those? Uh, oh, oh you haven't had peely nuts? No. They're like an Amazonian nut <gasps> that has so much fiber and fat in it that it's actually like zero carbs. Wow. And it's a very fatty nut, and they sell it on Amazon, and they do on where they just use cocoa butter. But it tastes like you're eating chocolate candy because it's what? such a fatty nut. Wait, how do you spell it? Only get it I L L I. I think Whole Foods really might nuts. start carrying it, but like I've only been able to get it at, on Amazon. I want to try it. Now. Yeah, peely nuts are I'll, great. I'll get us some for next time. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And we'll report back. Um, yeah. If you thank you so much for being oh, here, we would love me. to direct our audience to you. 
Yeah. Where might people find you? Uh, if you Wadiway, I F Y and W A D I W E on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch, if you like watching people play video games. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming, and I will, I guess, see you at Gold's Gym. Yeah, yeah, oh I'll see gosh. you at Gold's next Please time I tap Please help me. Yeah. If I look like I don't know what I'm doing, it's because I don't. Oh, I'd, I'd love to. I love working out with friends. Awesome. Wow. Thanks, well, man. I won't All be right. a part of it, but I uh, will be hoping. Oh we can get a guest yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a guest gold. pass yeah. for sure. Let's learn how to power lift. Yeah, and then oh. after we're done, we can do those hydro massagers that they have around that corner. Oh, I've seen wow. it. I've never tried it. Me either. That's why I'm like, we got to go. It's a date. All right, we're going to find the secret room at Gold's. We'll see you all there. All right, see you. Bye. Bye. Dave? How was that for food for thought? Wow. Right? I f- yeah, I feel like not only... Um, you know, he kind of like set the set the like groundwork for a thing I've never thought about in relationships, which is the idea that like we don't talk about what monogamy means to us in no. relationships. And I think that's very interesting because I've never talked about what that means. You know, like I've never had a conversation with a boyfriend being like, that means you don't DM girls on Instagram yeah. or that means you have good boundaries or I've never talked There's about so it. so many more, I think phones, internet, everything. I think that, you know, whatever infidelity or infidelity as infidelity. Esther Perel would call it. I think uh, anything outside of the realms of monogamy, I think that has always been, you know, I think in the eighties when there were no cell phones and you know, no internet, people still found ways to sneak around. People called each other from yeah. pay phones and snuck around and went to just took hotels. a lot more effort. But I think there you know, that's not to say that there aren't more ways to I don't know, do someone mm. dirty, step outside <gasps> the realms of uh, of of your relationship. But it always comes down to communication. Yeah. And we do not talk about that enough. And I think it's because it's not sexy yeah it's not it's not hot to talk about nope. it, but i i think it is hot i, I think, think it's it really be. hot to talk about what this means for each person yeah and also it just it it can it can strengthen an already uh strong bond it can reaffirm your feelings for one another i mean I, again you know not to whatever i you know we've talked about it in bits and pieces before but yeah my my uh, relationship that was open for a part of it the ultimate downfall of it was just a real lack of communication and i think that they're on both ends and i think that the thing i can take responsibility for is i guess maybe just general embarrassment like i didn't want to seem uncool saying yeah. oh, it makes me feel weird that this is happening yeah because i didn't want to take away someone else's experience from them but at the same time i think entering into a relationship that then becomes uh open after it be is monogamous is a little bit tricky and i think that that's what a lot of people are learning i think when two poly people find each other those are the most successful relationships. Yeah. Um, they have know. more experience with yeah. it. There was recently like a big article about uh, a, you know, famous comedian whose uh, marriage became open after they got married. And some of the phrasing of that conversation made me a little bit uncomfortable in terms of wondering how agreed upon it was by both of them. Um. Yeah. I read that same article and I had a lot of thoughts like, does she even know this is being written and said, number one. Number two, how much of a participant is this person in this other person's, you know, idea of what the perfect relation... I, I really read that article and it. I have to be honest, it gave me the creeps. I mean, 
honestly, I, I can I can judge all I want. The fact of the matter is, you know, it didn't sound like a, a relationship I'd want to be a part of. But also, if there's a chance that it works for them and it does, more power to them. Honestly, like we, you have to do what's going to make you happy. But you really have to communicate these feelings. Yeah, I'm cool with whatever people want to do. Obviously, what other people do has nothing to do with me. No. I do feel like if you're going to publicly talk about your relationship, I do think um, it as a reader, it feels a little voyeuristic to read something that feels like you are um, talking about what works for you and your partner's just being drug along with you. Yeah. And that's the vibe I got from that article. And if you don't know what article we're talking about, that's okay. Um, yeah, you can just Google like comedian, Paul comedian, open relationship. Open relationship. It's in, it was an uh, interview in Playboy. Yeah. And that's all we need to say about it. Yeah. And after you Google that, Google yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I I genuinely really uh, enjoyed um, talking to Ify. So Me was, too. You know, whether or not it's an it's uh, a guest we've had, you know, we've obviously talked to people that we know ex- extremely well, who we've counted yep. on our best friends. We know people that we're just fans of, and I think if he falls in the middle, there, like yeah. we, we've known each other for a while, genuinely we've hung out company, and now I feel like we have a, I've kind of a, have a fuller understanding of him. Me too. I also really want to try some peely nuts and um, the barbecue sauce, the G Hughes barbecue sauce that he described. Yes. Those are two important th- takeaways for me. I know we should start an Amazon wish list in case anybody. Oh, really we likes should. Show. I'll start a little. I burn everything um, wish list for all the foods that we like oh, um, and yeah. we'll post it. Yeah. And as always, um, we do have a review to read, right? Oh yeah. You, uh, we we're, we're hoping that you guys will continue to rate review and subscribe. And we have uh, decided, that we're going to start reading reviews. Uh, we have a couple more for you here. Um, Runal Waslib987 says, Still so good. I've listened since the beginning and I'm so glad they're back. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Runal Waslib. A dedicated tiny toasty. DDDAES says, They're back. And then just says, Yay. How many stars? Five. Wow. Amazing. What if it was one star? <laughs> they're back. Yay. Yeah, they're back. One, one star. star. Um, and you know what? We'll read, we'll read another one. Um, this is from Wants to Log In, which who doesn't? That's very funny. Uh, subject line, the Josh Rubin app. Mm. I came for the Josh Rubin episode because I love his humor and Instagram stories. So do we. The pod did not disappoint. The host coming back is so awesome. First time listener. And I'm glad they're back. Oh my gosh. Overall, really great topics and insights, especially as I enter my late 20s. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah. I always feel like I'm behind, quote unquote. And this made me feel Aww. so much better about my place in life. XOXO. Are you kidding? You guys, these reviews are giving me chills. That's wonderful. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's just do. We, we got one more. Let's yeah, just let's read, read it. it. Uh, this is from I burn literally everything is their username. Stop. Yep. Oh. Uh, thank you so much is the subject line. I love y'all. You've taught me so much and I've become a better person because of it. Please keep these episodes going. We missed you a lot. That is so <gasps> nice. I, I can't even tell you what that made me feel. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put a little challenge to our viewers. Um, uh, give us five stars, but uh, leave us a leave us like a weird snarky review or something, uh, some silly. We'll read that too. Yeah, we'll read it. Be specific. We love. Uh, gosh, these reviews are making me so happy. We'll read whatever you write. Yeah, thank if you, you put guys. It in the iTunes review section, and as always, you can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail You can call us and leave us a little voice memo at two one three four five eight five two three six. That's two one three four five eight five two three six. Call and um. Tell us about the worst first date you went on. Just leave the it as a little bit of a, a message. Worst. Yeah. And, you know, as always, we'll be back next week with 
guests, another great guest, some more probing conversations, and, you know, maybe an offhanded reference to eating ass. Who knows? Who even knows? Hey, it's the late 2018s, <laughs> you know? Anything can happen. Uh, bye. Bye. Club Scouts, it's Michael and Bryce and Riley from Bigfoot Collectors Club. And guess what? We're doing our first live show in Los Angeles in just a few weeks. Uh, that's right, everybody. We're so excited for Bryce's new show, Expedition Bigfoot, on the Travel Channel that we're going to have a viewing party at the Bigfoot Lodge in Atwater Village. Could you pick a better place? You could not. Guys, we couldn't. So, Monday, December 9th, from 7 to 9 p.m., we're going to be showing the first episode. That's right, of Expedition Bigfoot. And then we're going to talk to Bryce and a special guest, after the show, we're going to record it all live for you, the audience. And guys, what's the best part about this whole night? You get to come meet us, and it's free. it's free. It's free, guys. It's free. So join us Monday, December 9th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Bigfoot Lodge for our Expedition Bigfoot viewing party and live podcast recording. It's going to be big. But.